0: good morning good afternoon or good evening what's up my beautiful English learners my beautiful listeners My name is Ronan. This is the Little Seal English Podcast and this is a catch up with Ronan. I love this style of podcast. I haven't done this style of podcast in a while so please bear with me but the plan for today is number one, talk about being sick as a dog. Number two, my new semester at work. Number three, my friend visiting. Number four, the town of Revelstoke and number five, my summer plans which include courses and free shit for you. Again, this podcast is more or less unplanned. I have an idea of what I want to talk about, but I haven't looked into it in any detail. Ladies and gentlemen, people, sit back, relax, and get ready to listen to about 30-something minutes of Ronan talking shite. I hope you're ready, because I am. Okay, so let's start with Ronan being sick as a dog. To be sick as a dog. I have No idea where that idiom came from, but I do like it. And as you know, if you listened to the last podcast, I was in Las Vegas. And when I got back from Vegas, I was sick as a dog. My wife was sick as a dog. My two friends who came to Vegas were also sick as dogs. All of us got something. I actually think when I look back in it, I started to come down with something with about two days left of the Vegas trip overall. And, you know, I figured it was exhaustion. I figured I was just tired because when you're in Vegas, it's go, 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 go. There's very little downtime. I think that applies for most vacations. You know, you kind of need a vacation after a vacation because you're so tired from the original vacation you need a couple of days of rest of downtime of nothing thankfully i had a couple of days of downtime and nothing to do so as i said it was in vegas i started to feel unwell i powered through with the glory of beer and god knows what else i drank and i got through vegas i get home and then i really started to get unwell and i guess like it started off with brain fog brain fog, F-O-G. And brain fog is when you are unable to concentrate for a very long period of time on something. You know, you might be doing something and then you kind of wonder, why am I doing this? Or you walk into the kitchen and you're thinking, I got up for a reason, but I'm not sure what that reason was. That is brain fog. You're unable to see a task through. You're unable to concentrate for a long period of time. And that was one of the most frustrating things about being sick this time was the brain fog. I was fortunate I didn't have any chills. My friends had chills. They had the hot, cold, hot, cold kind of thing going on. In Ireland, we call that a temperature. In North America, it's called a fever. So, My friends had a fever, my wife had a fever, but I didn't because, you know, I'm not a little bitch like them. So I was okay in terms of the chills, in terms of the fever aspect of things, but I wasn't okay because I had no energy. I was exhausted all the time. And that's kind of similar to brain fog, except it was physical exhaustion. So when I cycled home from work, I was tired. And that one that one annoyed me. That one kind of creeped me out. Because before Vegas, fit is a fiddle. Healthy as can be. Didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't do anything bad for weeks. Go to Vegas, have a bit of a party, come back. And for like two weeks, I'm unwell. For two weeks, I do not have energy. For two weeks, I finish teaching and I'm bloody exhausted. I do the dishes and I need to sit down afterwards. It was so... Frustrating to say the least. I had one private class the first week I came back from Vegas and I taught it. It went well. But again, afterwards, my voice was gone and physically I just needed to lie down for a while. It's so strange because a week before that, I'm in party mode, holiday mode, having a great time. And then I'm knocked for six. There's a good expression. To be knocked for six. So, you know, I was knocked for six with that cold. I have no idea where it comes from. Probably something to do with boxing, I'm guessing. Anywho, I was caught up. I was unable to breathe through my nose. So I was mouth breathing the entire time. My voice was gone. I was hoarse. It wasn't a fun time. I had a runny nose as well for quite a bit. I can't tell you how many times I had to blow my nose. Rank. Rank. Adjective means disgusting. Um, Mostly used in Ireland, I think. But I think anyone would understand it with the uh, context of the situation. All right. So because I was ill, uh, my asthma was then set off. I have, I'm an asthmatic. I have asthma. I've had it my entire life. But it's not really an issue. I don't really take inhalers. It's uh, stress triggered, as they call it. And that's not related to stress, like mental stress. It's physical stress. Um, That's related to exercise, to running, to suddenly doing some exercise. A change in the weather can trigger my asthma, uh, like a sudden change. It happens every year. um, When we go from one season to the next, I usually get a little chesty as we call it, chesty, C-H-E-S-T-Y. And chesty is when you're um, you're just caught up in your chest and you need to take an inhaler to free it up almost. But as a result of my asthma being set off, I steamed myself quite a bit. Um, and when you steam yourself, it's really good. I love steaming myself. In fact, I might just do it for fun from now on. To steam yourself is when you boil water you get a towel over your head and you pour the boiling water into a bowl and just sit over it and breathe it all in. I would also add tea tree oil into the hot water and that way you are really opening your airways. So when you're caught up Your airways are a little tight, your airways are a little bit closed, but after you steam yourself, everything is open. Not for a long time, but enough time that it was good. For instance, one night, I woke up coughing. That was incredibly frustrating. I hadn't coughed all day, I felt good, I lay down, I was dozing, about to fall asleep, and suddenly... Just started coughing. Coughing, coughing, coughing. And I had to get up and steam myself. Which was annoying because I was in bed, ready to fall asleep. I had planned to get up early and do shit. Couldn't do anything. The tea tree oil and steaming yourself works wonders. I'll tell you that right now. So if you're sick or if you're um, caught up, if your nose is blocked, steam yourself. Get some tea tree oil. Tea tree. T E A T R E E. Tea tree oil. And another thing you can do that I would always do whenever I'm a little bit under the weather, a little bit caught up, I get the oil and I rub it into my chest. Oh, does that work wonders? I've said that a few times. It works wonders. Good idiom for you to use. Write that one down. It works wonders. Tea tree oil works wonders. Rubbing tea tree oil into your chest works wonders. And that really opens the airways. You know, you can steam yourself, which is good. But when you rub it into your chest, it's the best. And if you have access to a steam room or a sauna, that's a great place to do it because the heat will open up your pores and then it'll seep right into you. So seep into you. Um, I would have a hot, hot, hot shower, put the plug in the shower, and then drop some tea tree oil into it, and the whole room fills up with, like, these nice aromas. On the Friday I got back, I went for a big-ass swim. In hindsight, that was a terrible idea, because for the weekend I was exhausted. I think I did worse I think I did worse. I How am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? I think this swim ended up making me worse than better. You know, I thought like, oh, I'm on the up. I'm feeling better. I can go for a swim. And I did. And I kicked ass. And I had a huge swim. And I felt great at the time. But then for the next couple of days, I was coughing. I was under the weather. I was stuffed up. I had more brain fog and it wasn't fun. I should say this about the coughing, what was interesting, and my wife pointed it out. The only time I really started to cough was when I was lying down on my back. So obviously that position wasn't good. At night, I propped myself up with some pillows. To prop yourself up. That's when you get a bunch of pillows, put them behind you, And you don't sleep lying down, you sleep kind of tilted, you know, so you're not like on your back when you're asleep, You're you're not sitting up, you're in between sitting up and lying down at an angle. So I would have to prop myself up in order to get a good night's sleep, and that lasted for well over a week. I must say, I really enjoy just regular sleeps now, and not having to worry about coughing, Or or anything along those lines. So, yeah, it was a bitch. You know, it was an absolute cunt. It was a dickhead. It was a bitch. We would use it was a bitch for talking about something that was difficult, that was frustrating. It was a cunt, not really used, but I'm Ronan and I'm Irish and I like to say things like that. Anywho, what do you say when a person is sick oh I hope you feel better soon take the week if you're a good manager you know you might say that to your worker hey man you look sick take the week don't worry about us we'll we'll take care of it don't overdo it because my name is Ronan and I definitely overdid it you know I went for a swim I was teaching. I can't help that. I have to make money. So I was teaching and I'd come home from work and I was exhausted. I'd have these slight headaches and stuff. But I made sure to have plenty of liquids. So despite the fact that I overdid it, tea and honey were my saviours. Like copious amounts of tea. I had a bit of a tickle in my throat and my throat would have been dry. And the only way to overcome that was by taking tea. That was the only way I was able to not cough all nearly as much was either to steam myself or take tea or do the both of them. And I must say, tea and honey, really good. It's soothing. That's a nice adjective. Soothing. s double So tea and honey is soothing. And I had copious amounts of those. I had copious amounts of those because I also didn't really have an appetite at the time. Now, I asked you, what do you say when a person is sick? Well, you deserve it. That's one thing you can say to a friend. Couldn't think of a better person to be sick was another thing. But I'll always remember what my mother said to my grandfather, her father, when he finally was diagnosed with diabetes She said, so he was talking to her, and he said, Deirdre, I have diabetes. And her response? Well done. You worked very hard for it. I fucking love that response. I fucking love it beyond belief. You worked very hard for it. Well done. A bit of background. My grandfather, when he was alive, he absolutely loved candy. Oh my God, did he have a sweet tooth. He had a sweet set of teeth, say that. He always had candy in his pockets, always had candy hidden around the house. Even when he was diagnosed with diabetes, he didn't give a fuck. He's old. He knows he's on the way out. So he was like, screw it. I'm just going to keep eating all the sugar. And so when he was finally diagnosed with diabetes, that's when my mother said, well done, Norman. You worked very hard for it. I find that hilarious. Absolutely love that one. That would be like if a smoker got diagnosed with lung cancer. Well, man, you worked very hard for it. Well done. You should be proud. Pure sarcasm, obviously. So long story short, folks. I came back from Vegas sick as a dog. I had brain fog. I didn't have chills. I had a lack of energy. I was caught up. I was unable to breathe through my nose for the longest time. My asthma was set off. Swimming was a bad idea because I overdid it when I swam. And of course, what do you say when a person is sick? I hope you get better soon. Feel better soon. Take the week. Is there anything I can do for you? Don't overdo it. Just get some rest. Something to be said for getting some rest. It really does work. All right, moving on, folks, moving on. Let's get the show going anyways. Let's keep the show going anyways. It's a new semester. It's a new semester at the college I work at. And every semester, every new semester brings a set of new challenges. And my challenge this semester is a new level. I am teaching a low level, which I haven't done for quite a while. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know I've been teaching different levels for quite some time, and I've probably spoken about uh, my job before at LINC, L-I-N-C, Language Instruction for Newcomers to Canada. And that was when I was teaching CLB 1 and 2. CLB 1 and 2 is similar to A1 in the European market, but now... I'm actually teaching CLB 3-4, which is the equivalent of A2, or Low Intermediate English. So it's a very different kettle of fish to what I was teaching, say, for the last 12 to 18 months, maybe even 20. Yeah, it's very different to what I've been teaching for the last 24 months. I love it, though. I really enjoy this opportunity and this level because it's a new challenge. I'm getting in touch with the um, with the way I used to teach because it's a very different situation to teach in advanced speakers of English. You know, there's definitely humor involved, but not nearly as much compared to other levels. And it is it's different. You just have to get into the right mindset in order to enjoy it. You know, at first I was a little bummed out because... It's a new course, which means there's a little bit of more work involved. But once I spent a bit of time going over my notes, looking at my resources that I made years ago, I'm happy to be teaching that level. The thing is, this is summer. And even if I hated the level, I would still do it because I work Monday to Thursday, 9 to 2.20. How freaking good is that? Like, seriously, I am so happy to have that summer schedule. I do not need to work Fridays. Essentially, my weekend starts on a Thursday night and I can't get any better than that. So every weekend is a three-day weekend for me from now until the end of August. And I couldn't be happier. So that's my new semester. That's the story with the, the college that I work at. I'm enjoying it. I am teaching CLB34A2 English, and I have this bunch of students only for six weeks. It's not that long of a course, so even if I didn't like it, which I do like it, but even if I didn't, obviously I'd be able to uh, persevere, as we should say. All right, moving on. My friend is in town. It's freaking awesome. My friend is in town. My friend who I haven't seen in about six years is in town right now. Now, the reason I'm recording this podcast is because he's actually visiting some cousins that he has in Canada right now. So he was with us last weekend and he'll be with us at the end of this week again. And it's just so exciting. So to give you a bit of perspective, this is a friend of mine who I've known for Probably since I was like 13 or 14 years old, I think. And in the town I live in, in Kelowna, I have another friend who I've also known since I was about 12 or 13 years old. And the three of us used to always hang out together. And this is the first time in about 10 years that the three of us are together. And oh boy, are we having fun. So what did we do? We went to Revelstoke, my friends. Revy, Revelstoke. I have done done podcasts on Revelstoke. I have mentioned Revelstoke several times. You are very familiar with it, I hope. And if not, write the name down and start Googling it. Because it is probably somewhere I'm going to live in the nearish future. I love that town. Absolutely love it. So... My friends in town, we took a road trip to Revelstoke. What did we do? Well, I was working on Thursday and as soon as I finished work, I hopped in the car, picked up my friends and we hit the road and we started driving from Kelowna to Revelstoke. It's only about a two hour, 20 minute drive, so it's not that far of a drive, which is pretty, pretty nice. On the way there, um, I had said I wanted to stop at the Enderby Flea Market. Flea Market. F-L-E-A-M-A-R-K-E-T. The Flea Market is an outdoor market. It's semi-permanent. And it's just a place where people sell random knickknacks, random, very, very random items. There could be clothes. There could be tools. There could be household stuff. There could be furniture, there could be old magazines, you name it. It's probably in the Enderby Flea Market. The thing was, because we were a little bit late, it was closed. And I was really upset because I really, really wanted my friend to see it. I wanted him to get the real Enderby Flea Market experience. There's a weed shop there and we knocked on the door. But sadly, it was also closed so the trip did not get off to the perfect start. However, this is where the love and friendship and joys of Canada come in. As we were walking away from the closed weed shop, the door opened. And it was obviously a woman who works there. And she apologized for being closed. Very Canadian. Apologize because you closed your shop. And she gave us free weed. She just gave us a couple of joints. Like I love this country so much at times and she said guys I'm sorry I'm closed here's some free joints take those for the road have some fun hope to see you again and of course we were over the moon with that we were quite happy we accepted the joints of course and uh, yeah so it wasn't entirely wasted it just wasn't as good as it could have been but still free weed is free weed right am I right All right, we get to Revelstoke after two and a bit hours of driving. First thing we do is go to Airbnb. We uh, open a door, we throw all our shit in, Uh, just had a bit of a sit down, drank a beer or two in the Airbnb. It was hot. It was hot as balls. It was bloody sweltering at this time. It has been like 30 something degrees for the last week in Kelowna. And uh, that is also the same up in Revelstoke. So my friend has had the absolute best weather you could imagine or you could hope for on his trip of Canada. We're in Revelstoke. It's hot as balls. We drink a beer or two and then we walk into the town of Revelstoke, pop into a weed shop that was open, buy some weed, get talking to the guy and we're like, hey, dude, anywhere we can get pizza and beer? And he says, right on, dude, just go to uh, the Village Idiot, best pizza in town. Village Idiot, we hit it up, 50% off pizzas for that week only. No idea why. Didn't even need to think about it. I was like, yes, I will absolutely get a pizza. So we get pizza and beer on the first night and life is good. Revelstoke is a fantastic town, not a city. Very, very, very amazing Fantastic, quaint, peaceful town. Uh, Quite popular for skiing in the winter. Like, very popular for skiing in the winter. And now, in the last couple of years, it has become popular for biking in the summer. So, a lot of people go there to do downhill mountain biking. It really is an outdoor town. It sits on the Columbus River, I think it is. Columbus or Columbia River. I can't remember. But it sits on a huge river that spans thousands okay maybe not thousands but hundreds of kilometers at least and it has an awesome train museum i never thought a train museum would be interesting but lo and behold this museum was one of the best i was at okay i can't say it was one of the best it was good it was really good and it gives you great insight into the town of revelstoke you have to understand canada is a huge country And it's a baby of a country. It was founded like less than 160 years ago. It was founded on a lot of controversy, and we'll talk about that soon. But before the train was built, getting from one side of Canada to the other was not an easy task. It was very difficult. Revelstoke had a train station and it became a hub for a lot of trains to pass through. Long story short, the train museum is 100% worth visiting because it gives a brief history of the town of Revelstoke and it goes into great detail about the original trains that went across Canada, how the train tracks were built, the exploitation of workers, You know, they don't hide anything. They don't pull any punches. And they straight up say that a lot of Chinese people died in the construction of these trains or were never paid and had the worst working conditions imaginable. And it gives a great insight into just the mindset of the people who built the train line. The one thing that got me the most was standing next to a locomotive. I have been on trains my entire life. But the trains I've been on are all diesel trains. Nowadays, there might even be electric trains. But these ones, these steam engines, holy moly, are they big. I'm six foot one, and they were easily more than 12 feet tall. Like, it's just so hard to fathom. It's so hard to understand just how big they were. What was also really cool about the train museum. ...was that you got to go into the old school trains... ...like the first class carriages... ...and oh man they were the lapse of luxury. Lapse of luxury. That's a great idiom. Like... ...I would love to just take the train... ...from one side of Canada to the other. Now that's a very expensive train ride. But I would also love to take that train ride... ...in first class. You know that would be a dream. That would be absolutely amazing... First class tickets, one side of Canada, all the way to the other side of Canada. Have my own wee private cabin in a train or something. That's what I want to do. And that was nice about the train museum because they had old school trains. They had the old school steam engines. They showed us what the restaurants were like on the trains. They showed us how the rich people traveled back in the day. And honestly, it just looks way nicer than a limousine or a car. Yeah, so if you are in Revelstoke, go to the train museum. What else did we do in Revelstoke? Drink beer, go hiking, smoke some weed, went to the hot springs. It was a lot of fun. It was real nice. Oh, and we played frisbee. We played a lot of frisbee. It was pretty funny because like, um, one of uh, my friends, his girlfriend, was saying to him, Oh, you boys, you three boys in Revelstoke, don't go crazy. Just remember you're all spoken for. Spoken for. That means you're in a relationship. He's spoken for. She is spoken for. And so the girl was saying, oh, you're all spoken for. So don't be going out and partying too hard. And in reality, we played Frisbee until the sun went down. You know, none of us are big drinkers. None of us are partiers. We don't really have any interest in nightclubs or or shit like that. So... It was uh, it was pretty freaking funny how that went. Alright, so what are my summer plans? Well, work, 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 work. You know, I said earlier when I was talking about my new semester and how it's a four-day work week. In the past, I would have really said, I only work four days a week. And I would have, like, tried to go camping every Thursday night and I would have, just would have like taken three days off each week but i want to start a business and i have a fire in my belly to start a business so i am not treating friday as a non-work day anymore it is a work day but it's a work day for little seal english i finish work at 220 in the afternoon i have time to work in the evening I am not tired after work because I've been teaching for so many years. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I might be a little tired for the first part, but give it time and I'll get a second wind and there won't be an issue. So for me, my summer plans are simple. I'm going to hike. I'm going to camp and I'm going to swim. And I'm going to work my fucking ass off and I'm going to launch some courses. And that is what my goals are. In terms of swimming, I have uh, signed up for two or three open water swims. I can't remember. The first one is in July. It's a nice 2.1K. I have done it many a time before. The second one is in August. It's 4.5K. So that will officially be the longest swim I ever do if I get it done, which I'm confident I will finish at least. And then there is an option for a 5K or a 3K or a 2K in September. And I'm tempted to do a 2K, but I'm also very tempted to do a 5K. So we'll play that one by ear. But essentially, I've booked like three or four weekends for swimming, two or three weekends for hiking, and two weekends for camping. And suddenly, my summer is full. It's crazy. But just remember, I'm also working my ass off so i can do that way more next year that that's essentially the goal so i'm not really taking on private students anymore unless unless something weird happens or they make me an offer i can't refuse that would be cool and i guess i'm going to be podcasting making courses trying to sell courses and giving away ebooks speaking of you should download my ebook yes it's 100% free Go to Little Seal English slash Cell PIP. That is C-E-L-P-I-P, Cell PIP. And uh, you can download my free ebook. You know, it's super useful if you're doing the Cell PIP language exam, which is a Canadian language exam. Even if you're not doing the exam, it's still super useful because it's only focused on speaking. And it will give you structure for speaking. It will give you some different challenges for speaking. So even if you're not doing Cell Pip, you should absolutely 100% download my free ebook, sell sellpip. Now, speaking of, I got to tell you about my upcoming training week. I have no idea what you are doing from the 29th of May to the 2nd of June, but I know what you should be doing. You should sign up for my free training week yes i have decided that before i launch my course i'm going to do a full training week just to get a feel for it you know just to really uh, experience the buzz of a full week of a new course essentially and the courses the free training week is broken up into five days on monday there's a challenge on Tuesday, there's a podcast with a transcript and a tutorial. On Wednesday, language learning activities are sent directly to you. On Thursday, there's a live class for you to practice and a live tutorial with me, Ronin. And then on Friday, there's another challenge just so you can gauge the improvement from day one to day five of the free training week. So that is from 29th of May the 2nd of June and you really 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 should sign up. Sign ups are going to open very very soon. Stay tuned to the podcast. Check your emails if you have signed up for my emails. If you haven't go do it now and check on my Instagram and social media pages and there'll be more information about the training week soon. (sighs) Wow it's nice not to be exhausted after talking for 33 minutes, I'll say that. All right, what did we talk about? First, we spoke about being sick as a dog. Then we spoke about the new semester and the new challenges it brings, how I'm teaching an old level again, but I really enjoy it. Then I went on to speak about my friend visiting and how it's a reunion for three of us. You know, we're spending a lot of time catching up. We're just doing what we used to do, just doing it now. I spoke about Revelstoke, which is a town I plan to live in. And I spoke about my summer plans, which involve swimming, hiking, camping and working my motherfucking ass off. And of course, I mentioned my free training week from the 29th of May to the 2nd of June. Guys, thank you for listening. It has been a while since I did a real Catch Up With Ronan podcast without a lot of research. And uh, yeah, you guys rock. Thanks a million. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.